live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on December 22nd, 2018. How's it going? Yeah, just check the day there. Just uh, forgot for a second. But uh, how's it going, huh? How are you? You know, that's really good to hear. That's refreshing. You know, especially in this day and age with everything that's going on. It's really good to hear you say that. That's that's important. That's that's good. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say, I'm happy, I'm happy to be here, by the way. You know, I promised you a Saturday podcast. I know some of you smirked, you rolled your eyes and you said, yeah, I, I'll wait for that like a, a cure to cancer. Well, guess what? It's here. Not the cure to cancer, but the podcast, it's here. I told you, huh? And you should be thanking my ass. You know what I mean? Because I'm doing it. Especially with Toyotathon going on and everything. I mean, <laughs> I'm here. Shit. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Oh, would you like a different venue where you can, uh, can, can... Can, 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 we can digest this podcast that's on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, FM Player, anywhere where podcasts are uh, dispensed, there's a pretty good chance the Red Ticket Blues will be there. It's not like one of these community centers or, uh, you know, one of these job fairs where it's like, oh, they'll be there. Well, there's a pretty good chance Red Ticket Blues will be there. Pretty good chance. So, we're on Saturday. I've been trying to be a good boy all week and, uh, you know, doing my working out. Uh, you know, I actually lost some weight. I'm looking thinner and a lot less drinking. And then today, well, that goes to hell. Give me some pizza. Give me some beer. I went to, went to the Kings game last night, courtesy of uh, the, oh, shit, what am I going to say? King Aldo Greco? That might be a bit much. That might be a bit King Aldo Greco. Uh, the, uh... The Almighty, maybe? Yeah, so the Almighty Aldo Greco, yeah, with the hookup, uh, the uh, Kings-Grizzlies games last night. Uh, well, there was just one game. There wasn't it wasn't double. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm morphing into, and I appreciate the tickets, but I'm, I'm morphing into old man again. I'm going forward. You know, I talked about going to a baseball game by myself. You know, I, could, I, I was going to invite somebody I kind of casually know uh, to go to the game last night, but I said, I want to sit and talk to that person for two and a half, three hours about fucking, you know, forcing whatever conversation it might be. I think I'm good. You know, I, I, I'm, all it takes is one time. That's all you need. That, that first game, going to that A's Angels games by myself, where I was just like, oh God, I'm going to a, something in public by myself, which we do things in public by ourselves all the time. Like, do I need a companion to go to Walmart? Like, who gives a shit? I'm going to a game slightly longer and I'm going to be sitting in a chair as I'm moving around. What does it matter? Do whatever I want, but I'm morphing into that more solitary, don't speak to me lifestyle. I mean, I think it's becoming clearly evident, right? I mean, I know I am miserable. Some people on Twitter think that, uh, you know, and those people, I mean, the, ow, mother, it's like, God got me. So like, I should not be talking about this. That was my elbow. As you can imagine, banging on the table here. Um, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to trek on, you know, there's some people on Twitter that, uh, you know, think that I may be miserable, but we'll get back to that in a second, but I'm at the game and I'll tell you, it's a little different at a baseball game because you could just sort of sit and enjoy yourself. You know, I mean, eh, crack of the bat. Yeah, there's a two one. There's a strike. And you're just sort of sitting there, especially if you got the seats in front of you, there's nobody there. You put your legs there, you're drinking a beer, throwing peanuts on the ground, enjoying the, you know, uh, we're assuming summer-like weather, just sort of, you know, relaxing, saying this is what fucking life is about. Relaxing, enjoying yourself, yada, yada, yada. <sighs> NBA game, while I enjoyed my experience, I know I'm sitting there bitching and moaning about free tickets and good seats, I'm just like, oh, well, let me tell you what I like and didn't like. But I mean, it's not like a baseball game, and I did not take this into consideration, because 
Well, I'd like to see a, a great basketball game going up, but, you know, <laughs> trying to relax. I know I talked about this in the podcast a few weeks ago, but it's like, you're not getting any relaxation. There's a goddamn carnival going on at all times. And I'm just like, ah, I got my beer. All right. I got some free popcorn here. I'm just sort of relaxing. No one's sitting in the seat next to me. I got an aisle seat. I'm like, I'm like this is life. And then it's just like, y'all ready for this? I'm just like, oh, my God. Just, just fucking slow it down. I cannot do this. That's what it is. I mean, I, I know, I know. It, it's it's kind of like if you were a billionaire and you were complaining and trying to make it seem like you were in a different situation than you actually were and taking that public because you have such a large platform. I don't know, like LeBron James or something. Uh, I mean, just like, just be happy with what you have. That's kind of what I'm saying. So shut up, really. They had this one thing going on because they always got to get the fans involved. At these games, too. So, I mean, you know, especially during the breaks and whatnot. It's like, oh, the kiss cam and, oh, the dance cam. And last night they had the the ugly sweater cam, which I said on Twitter, you know, what, what have we reached the point of expiration when it comes to ugly sweaters? Like that being an ironic kind of funny thing. We have ugly sweater parties because, you know, you used to get ugly sweaters as a Christmas present. And they were, oh, look at that. And it's just like, oh, boy, did you get an ugly sweater? <laughs> and then it became, like, normal. Like, look at me. I'm wearing an ugly sweater. And there are so many goddamn people at that game wearing ugly sweaters for the sole purpose of one of two things. One, everyone in the stadium looking go, oh, God, that's a great ugly sweater. <laughs> Judy, you look at that. <laughs> I see that, Tim. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that is the definition of an ugly sweater. Am I right? <laughs> God, tis the season, asshole. Yeah. Or the other reason would be to get on that jumbotron of the ugly sweater cam, whatever it might be. But I mentioned on Twitter and Chris Moore, friend of the podcast, which I, I like Chris Moore. You know why? Because out of the large myriad of, of sports radio, the guy doesn't take himself too seriously. We're talking sports here. All right. Relax. Get over yourself. He said, hey, got a great bit out of this. He tweeted at me. And, you know, it's just like we, we, we lost this a long time ago. This is – but it's just when, – when I mean, you'd have to read the tweet now that I'm in front of me. But it, he, he paid penance. And I, but, again, am I doing Chris Moore's pod, – I mean, uh, shows now? Am I doing your bits? Again, just joking. Friend of the podcast. But, you know, some – like I said before, some people on Twitter didn't like it. You know, it was and, – and if it's some overly positive person on Twitter, then I can get it. You know, hey, Brian, you're always angry about stuff. Yeah, yeah, hey, listen, we got different accounts, you know. But, you know, if you, you sit in your, your glass house where you your, your entire life really hasn't evolved from, let's see, like the interest you had when you were in middle school in the sense of, like, wrestling and, and video games. I mean, this isn't to anyone specifically. I mean, it's just general, general, just basically saying. And, like, it's, it's like if you, like, move on to have a family and you hate your family – uh, again, this has nothing to do with anyone specifically. I'm thinking maybe Twitter accounts that start with the letter L and end with every NYC. Maybe those people. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, how much of a dirtbag do you have to be to like, to get to, to pay penance to a sports radio producer to try to get someone on Twitter fired because your wife works with them? How much of a loser can you be? Do I normally call people out from this, this online cloud world we live in? No, because it's stupid, petty little teenager garbage. But you know what? When you're a miserable piece of shit and you have to do stuff like that, sorry, you suck. All right, it's just stop. Please get a mirror and cry because that's what you—that's what you deserve. <sighs> Tis the season, right? Hey, happy holidays. I'm—I'm I'm happy to say it. happy fucking holidays, right? Woo!
But yeah, oh, I said this on the Red Ticket Blues account too. The same, the same house I was worrying about, not worrying about, but bitching about last week. That was like burning the, the retinas and the the corneas of people's eyes with how how much th- how how festive they are, and they are into the season. I mean, it's really a joy. Uh, these assholes were on the cover of the local newspaper, and it just said. It said, tis the season or oh, the joy, something like that. And I was just like, you got to be shitting me. You got to be these people. Well, look how great we are. We got we really love Christmas. You don't even know what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus being born in a manger. It's not about lights and whatnot. It's not about calling people out on Twitter. Or maybe it is, unless your name's Levity NYC. Shit. Anyways. Let's move on. Let's move on. Brian, be more mature than that. You know, some guy last night at the, actually the game, speaking of not being mature, you know, some guy, I'm sitting there, I got, cause I, like I mentioned, I got the aisle seat. So I'm sitting there and I'm being nice. All right. This was, this was actually a decent game. It was, so the, the Kings came back. They, they were down big time. They ended up beating the Grizzlies. But you know, I'm sitting at the aisle. Listen, if you sit in the aisle, there's the convenience of getting up when you want to. At the same time, you have to stand up when people enter and exit the aisle. That That's part of life. So I take that responsibility and I take it and I say, listen, be a man, do what you got to do and, and and buck up, right? Seriously, it's in your name. Buck up. So people, I see people, you know, I recognize people in my aisle. I'll get up and whatnot. I say, I'm watching the game, but I'll get up at the same time because I see them coming. So listen, I'm being courteous. So I get, you know, at one point, I think it was like middle of fourth quarter. I'm watching the game and there's this young kid coming up. Nah, that's a young kid. He's probably the late 20s, dressed a little nicer than I am. Whatever. I'm wearing khakis. I got a, a baseball hat on, and I got, like, a Nike little jumpsuit top. Hey, we're in the same role, dick. And I got the aisle seat. So so back off with your your your, your ideas or your preconceived notions of what kind of human being I am. But, you know, I see him coming. I go, oh, yeah, he's in my row. Let me get up here, and I'll watch the game at the same time. He doesn't see that. He puts his eyes down as he's about to come up to the row and hits me. Like, like taps me. I don't say hit because it wasn't hit. He taps me on the knee like I'm some sort of animal. Like, all right, boy, come on. There we go. Get up. Get up. So he did that. And listen, I was already getting up again. He had moved away. I already got up. So the time he hit me, I was already sort of extended, not all the way up, but I'd say about 75%. And then it hit me as I was at 100%, uh, uh, you know, standing up. I just looked at him like, what the? And I'm very happy I didn't say anything. Because, again, what am I going to do? I'm like 38 years old. Am I going to fight somebody at the game? Hey, you want to fight about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do I gain out of that? Especially I'm there by myself. <laughs> but, I mean, I shot him a look. And I'm sure every row behind me saw the look like, are you fucking kidding me? They're probably very confused because they had no idea what happened either. But I was just like, I am not some sort of lap dog. Like, all right, boy, get up. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to go get Jesus. I did not appreciate that. Y'all ready for this? Okay. I got to stop hitting my hand there. Um, yeah. So I got, I got no beer today. Well, that's not a lot. That's, that, that's, that's a lie. That's not true. I have a drink in my hand right now. We have the cucumber mint vodka, which again, that, that is not my choice, but I will drink it. And uh, that's uh, my wife was enjoying that. It's, it's not bad. I had a few beers today though. It's pretty good. I had a few slices of pizza, which were awful. You know, they're not Northeast style, but it is what it is. But a lot of errands, getting everything done, going to Puerto Rico tomorrow, hopping on the plane to 815 out of Sacramento, 815 out of Sacramento. And then I get to 
San Juan at 2.51 in the morning Sunday. So it is a long day tomorrow. Long day, but I got a, like I said, I got about four or five hours in the uh, Washington Lounge. I get real shit house there and uh, maybe bother some people. Maybe, maybe take that shower I wanted to take because, I mean, that'd be something, right? I guess. All right, let, let's get into something here. Uh, let's, 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 we, can, we can do have a few topics to talk about. Excuse me. Ugh, I don't even like this. Cucumber mint. I'm just not a big liquor drinker. I think that's really what my issue is. I've just never been an enormous liquor drinker. When I was younger, it was just sort of liquor's there. It's like, all right, we'll drink it. Yeah, yeah. But like, as I get older, like that's never something I go into like a bar and say, yeah, can I get a glass of whatever on the rocks? Like I will drink whatever beer is there. I'm a beer guy. You know, I'm a beer guy. All right. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, so the Yankees, we have to start usually in sports with the Yankees. I'm sorry for anyone who's not a Yankee fan. I really do. Your life must be miserable. Uh, but Yankees, so you hear, uh, let's see, where do we go? So the Dodgers get rid of, they make this blockbuster trade, getting rid of Matt Kemp. And uh, who's the other guy? Yasiel Puig, send the Cincinnati, which doesn't make a ton of sense. You've got to imagine they're going to flip either one or two of those guys. Yes, yeah, Puig in Cincinnati. That's, uh, yeah. I, I feel like he enjoys the nightlife. I feel like he enjoys a big city. My buddy in Australia, Scott, and uh, who recently moved back there with him, Suze, the fam, uh, said he saw that Yasiel Puig uh, in a uh, casino in Australia when he was there, uh, when they did an Australia series there, and he said he was the biggest fucking asshole. He just, like, walked right by him, didn't even pay attention. Indonesian disaster. Tsunami apparently caused by volcanic eruption. Jeez. Volca- volcanoes, tsunamis, drumpf, <laughs> don't even get me started. Uh, but you, they, they free up that area there, and you think, and we've, we've heard, you know, Stanton's from the area, they, that and that maybe Stanton wasn't going to be a long-term Yankee. You heard the rumors, maybe, but eh, nothing concrete about any of that. It makes you think, oh, well, maybe they'll sign that. I mean, they'll get rid of him, then they'll sign Harper to fill up that outfield spot. Machado met with the Yankees, only a, only a three- or four-hour uh, meeting. Right, no, 90-minute meeting. But then they had dinner after. Ugh. But 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 the Phillies met for them for four hours. Ugh. <laughs> and, but I guess the main thing that, that you heard out of rumors yesterday were that the Phillies were willing to offer him 10 years while the Yankees were willing to offer seven. So I can understand from Manny Machado's standpoint where you want to sign. You want to be an enormous loser and you want to go to Philadelphia because that's where all the money is. But listen, you might get treated like a slave, as some people say, but, uh, you know, LeBron James, which we'll get into and, I, and I'll now take it from both sides. But, uh, uh, <laughs> But that's where we are at the free agency. Um, I'm trying to think. I felt like there was something else that happened with the Yankees this week that, I'm, that I can't remember off the top of my head. Did I write it in the notes here? Um, no, there's nothing about the Yankees, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. But that's that. Uh, was there, there, not much going on inside of baseball this week. I'm trying to think if there are any big, big, big signings. Hmm. Again, this is where research really plays an integral part, but just trying to think off the top of my head after a few drinks on a Saturday night. You know, is there anything I have in baseball this week? Yeah. yeah. Eh. Whatever. You'll read about it in your local hometown newspaper, right? Yeah, Lupica and fucking what, whoever. Yeah, all right. Anyways, the uh, the NFL, I saw a little bit of it today. There's some sad, completely forgot there's Saturday games on today. And I saw the, the, the Titans and Redskins, which the, I don't know if they're a, is it, who, who is no no not, neither of those teams played a part. 
It was the game going on right now where it's the Chargers and the Ravens. The Ravens are still in in the hunt, as they say, I believe. Uh, and they're winning right now. I, I, NFL Network, does that? Does anyone know if that streams through Comcast, uh, Comcast, Chromecast? Because I'm trying to do that, and it's not. Was Tennessee still in it? Nine and six? Summary. Can I get a recap? Can I get a recap? Uh, let's see. Finally have a victory. No, they're out of it, aren't they? Coming off the bench. Can can we... Can, oh, okay. Titans must beat Andrew Luck and the Colts and have either Baltimore or Pittsburgh lose once to earn the AFC's wild card second walk-off race. Second consecutive playoff. Okay, so they're still alive. So that game, I guess, meant something. I was sitting at a bar watching it. Eating pizza that... It's it's so... And I, and I hate to do this East Coast, West Coast pizza debate stuff, but man... It's such garbage, but I've become accustomed to it. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing, but I'm just like, I ordered like three slices, and they were such shit. Like $4 a slice, too. I don't mean that good. Oh, the trials and tribulations of my life. It's just uh, just it's just not right, but... Right now, Baltimore is winning 6 to nothing. Uh, and the big story I saw that I wanted to talk about um, was Josh Gordon, who... Like, I don't even... Uh, maybe I didn't read what exactly he was going to be suspended for. He said he was going to be suspended for, or he didn't say it. I'm sorry. Uh, and I don't even, again, maybe if I actually read through the entire thing, I'd, I'd, I'd know uh, what, what the suspension he's facing and the ramifications and whatnot. But, I mean, Josh Gordon is a guy who is wide receiver for the New, York, New England Patriots who's had lots of substance abuse issues. Talent out of his ass, uh, but has never been able to put together. And now he says he's taking a break from the game. I guess this was sort of pre-suspension coming. I'm taking a break from football uh, to just focus on the, my mental health issues. So I'll say this. You know, we, we in society on many, 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 many situations, many subjects, we've done a 180 on from maybe where we were 50 years ago. Uh, and, and this is definitely one of them when it comes to mental health. And I mean, I still struggle with it sometimes too. Cause I, listen, I'm someone who, who doesn't poo poo mental health issues whatsoever, but I, I, I find myself saying to people who are very concerned about mental health, I, I find myself saying, Oh yeah, he's crazy. Or, Oh yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Forget about him. Yeah. He's done. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he is, he, he's not there anymore when, you know, that's not kind of the, the present way we talk about that. And you know what, for, for all the social uh, not the, and a political correctness that we, we have these days. You know what? I definitely put this on the lower end of the totem pole. Okay. Um, but you had Stephen A. Smith, who is most of the time a complete moron and says the contrarian stuff or and not nearly to the extent of Skip Bayless, but still, I mean, he's, he's there for headlines and attention grabbing stuff, stuff for awful announcing to tweet about. That's basically what, that's what he serves a purpose for that. And the never ending, you know, uh, issues between Barstool and, uh, who's the dickhead, uh, Michael Rappaport, all very important information. Is this making noise? I need to, I'm sorry, let me, sorry about that. Apologize. But here's the thing. We've done such a 180. We've done such a 180. I heard Bill Burr talking about it. You know, not not this specific subject, but like another subject in society where we have like we do this incredibly major correction, over correction to the way we view things. And what do I mean by that? Well, Brian, elaborate and get to your point. You know, Josh Gordon. While I would agree with Stephen A. Smith that maybe addiction isn't a, a disease like cancer or. Alzheimer's disease. I, I, I do believe it is a disease to a certain extent. I really do. 
I mean, I, I, I've said this before on the podcast. You know, I worked at the Department of Correction halfway house. I was talking to some guy at third shift one time. And, you know, I was a 20-year-old kid coming in there half hungover um, half the time. And half hungover half the time. So what does that mean? 25% uh, of the time I was hungover? I mean, I was just talking to him. be like, dude, just when you go out, like, how about just have a few drinks, not like 12, and then go to try to score a bag of Coke in the, in, in the back room? Like, just don't do that. And he's like, Brian, you don't understand. My brain is not, you know, wired like that. And I, and I thought about that and I was just like, I've never thought about that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're, you know, bringing me into this burgeoning, uh, part of my, my, uh, cerebellum. Yeah, maybe. So I do understand that it is a disease in that extent, but we have taken this idea that if you say something weird in the past, you're crazy to now mental health issues means there's no repercussions. You know, Josh Gordon, who Listen, I, I think he's got an alcohol problem and a marijuana problem. And it looks like he can't keep it under control. And we're going to say that's a mental health issue and he's not to blame. Like, you don't get a fucking blue star for going on Twitter and talking about how pro-mental health issue you are. And not try to pretend like, hey, maybe Josh Gordon can't get his shit together too. You know, there's been plenty of addicts who have changed their life around. I'm not saying it's easy. I do think it's part of part of the natural construction of the body of DNA in certain people that it is much more of a problem for them than it is for others. However, that does not mean you can run amok. Oh, he shot seven people. Ah, <laughs> mental health issues. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got a drug problem. It's just like both can happen. You know, there can both be murders over there and still have mental health issues. Just because he catches a football doesn't make him any fucking different from someone else who has mental health issues. Like, there are still repercussions. I feel like that that's the way fucking life is these days. It's all about jumping to one side to the other. It's like, it's like a politician visiting like an elementary school just being like, guess what? I think on my campaign I'm going to have, the, the, this is what I'll promise. I'll promise more candy. And all the kids go, Yay! But only junior mints, and then they run to one side. But then Snickers for others, and then they'll run to that side. It's just like, maybe an awful analogy, and it sounded a lot better before I actually said it. But, don't you like when I have like a, like a little rant going on? And then like the, the coup de grace, the, the end of it's just going to be like, and here we go. So in closing, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, Brian. I mean, really, you really illustrated all of that for us. Thank you. I sound like levity. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, and, I, you know, I mentioned, uh, let me go back to the Yankees for a second, by the way. You know, everyone is got their heart on ready for Manny Machado coming over there. And I say, ah, I had a heart. Just get rid of him. Yeah, he's just expendable. You know what's insane? And, like, Miguel Andujar had the third highest o OPS on the Yankees last year as a rookie. And because his fielding is not good. Listen, I'm not going to try to paint, put lipstick on a pig. It ain't pretty. It's not a good defense, and it's, it, it costs the Yankees a few games probably in certain extents. Extents? Extents. But you want to get rid of a guy because he <laughs> – when is the last time you saw a rookie come in there, unheralded rookie, you know, come in, not hit, and then be like, oh, you got to get rid of him. Guy can't hit. But because he can't field. People can always say you can improve on hitting, but you can't improve on fielding. I mean – well, he's been doing it since he was a kid. Yeah, he's been hitting since he was a kid, too. Shut the up. Shut the up. 
I sound like Vlad Divac. I was gonna say I saw him last night. He he gets he gets into the game, man. He sits over on the uh, as if anyone any of you really watch Sacramento Kings games, but he sits near the bench on the like behind the uh, basket to the corner. Just you know, quick quick uh, access there to the the tunnel. He gets into every play, arms up, screaming at the ref. So yeah, Vlade, yeah. I think he was smoking. I think I saw him smoke seven eight cigarettes in there. He's the only one who's allowed to smoke at the Gold One Center. Amazing, amazing. But uh, another subject that we've kind of gone 180 on, uh, and I'll get to, and I sort of mentioned it earlier, is that LeBron James, I don't even know what the subject or content matter was. I know there was, I saw two different issues. I saw LeBron James talk about how, you know, the NFL owners, which, you know, LeBron James plays in the NBA, but he's, uh, you know, speak, he's, listen, he's probably the face of the United States sports. Uh, I don't know if there was an actual issue in regards to the NFL for is this the ongoing uh, Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, ep- uh, you know, uh, episode, I should say, uh, or just sort of incident. No, incident's wrong. It makes me, I'm trying to find the most non-biased word. Uh, uh, the, the, the Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, uh, just story. There we go. Perfect. So LeBron comes out and I know that he's, he'd been facing some criticism in regards to, he'd fa- he's been faced with some critics, criticism, Jesus. Stop trying to talk so fast. You know what the problem is? I listen to podcasts at one and a half speed, and I feel like my podcast should be just as fast as the way that I hear things. So when I hear Bill Burr talking about, it's the holiday season, dooby dooby doo, I should be doing it as fast as him. And no, Brian, people don't listen to podcasts that fast at normal speed. So just slow it down. Slow it down. So, LeBron James. I'm not going to go this slow. Basketball player. Uh, so he comes out and he was he was criticized in the fact that I think a reporter asked him a question about how happy would he be to play with Anthony Davis on the Lakers, which has been a long internet rumor about he will eventually end up with the Lakers. And he got criticism for that. But, you know, LeBron came out with this comment and it's just I, I, I know I opened up Pandora's box here. Uh, but I will do it anyways. Let's see. Where is this? Where da, 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 da. Doobie doobie do. Oh, maybe I didn't do that. Okay. I thought I quote tweeted it. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I take that back. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Sorry for that uh, dead air there. But you know, he, well, let me look it up. Jeez. Let me pause it. I'm sorry. This is the full quote that you don't see everywhere, by the way. This, the, we only get part of the quote, but then, so it says here, because for whatever reason, Bleacher Report wanted to make it seem as an NBA versus NFL sort of deal when it wasn't actually. Uh, but here we go. LeBron James on team, NFL team owners on HBO's The Shop. And here's the thing. LeBron is a businessman now. I mean, he has this show on HBO. He has to say newsworthy things. So you're going to get grenades like this, which, you know, the show, maybe we don't talk about it all the time, but it has caused ripples. I mean, for sure. So we hear this is LeBron James in the NFL. They got a bunch of old white men owning teams and they got that slave mentality. And it's like, this is my team. You do what the fuck I tell you all to do or or we get rid of y'all. The players who are who make the ship go. We get it. We make it go. Every Sunday without Todd Gurley and without Odell Beckham Jr., without those players, those guys, there is no football. And it's the same in the NBA. So he's right in the sense that the players run the league. And I understand. I, and I know the first inclination, I think, when you hear that is to say, oh, I'd like to be a slave. Oh, sign me up to be a millionaire slave. Like, I mean, I think that's the easy thing to say immediately. And 
I will I will play the other side to the, to an extent that you know what that job that these professional athletes have is not your normal nine to five job. It's not the way that things are done that when you go to your cubicle, you are not that valuable to your superior to to do your job and pad their stats and their pockets and their their houses in Barbados and whatnot. However, you know, here's the thing, you know, LeBron James, who I feel like sometimes tries way too hard to be the anti-Michael Jordan in the spe- in a sense of talking about societal issues because Jordan didn't want to bother with any of that shit. Plus, it was before Twitter, so it was a lot easier. Before social media, before the internet, you know, he could just, I mean, his what is his one-time quote that is always known when it comes to any societal issues? I'm not talking about any of that. Why? Because Republicans buy sneakers too. That That is Michael Jordan in a nutshell. LeBron, I think, wants to be the anti-Michael Jordan. So he has to talk about these things and say these things and stick his nose into things that maybe aren't really as legit as it is you make, you know, you, you think it is, or as it seems. Now, of course, the, the Twitter sycophants are going to be like, oh, LeBron, thank you. Actually, what he's saying is the truth. <laughs> here, here's the thing. And again, I'll play both sides. I'll be I'll be completely even here. LeBron, let's, let's not say, Le, not LeBron James, but like your, your average NBA player. Tobias Harris, whatever. Why did I say him? I have no idea. He make 15 million to 15, 15 million. It's good. 15 million a year. Not even 15, 10 to 15 million, right? You do that every day. You are making more money than probably what? Three, 4% of the population, probably even less. And you want to work every day and your owners and the front office and the people that worked there all said the N word to you and treated you like shit. And treated you like crap and and just basically minimized your existence. I don't care how much money you were making. That would take a psychological toll on me. All right? I don't care if I went back to my big mansion and sat there with my 150-inch TV and, you know, all of that stuff. It doesn't matter. That would take a psychological toll on me. LeBron James, that is not what is happening to you, man, man. These NBA players are worshipped. They are worshipped by the front office, by the people that work at the stadium, the fans, anywhere they go in public. Listen, probably the only place they're not worshipped, 100%, is social media. So if you have that much of a problem with social media, don't be on it. Because you're going to get a 75 to 25, maybe, depending on the kind of player you are. 75 ass-kissing, 25 not ass-kissing, and it's vile. I get it. That is not what's... LeBron James. You know, and I know, it's, it's funny, it's like, well... If there's anyone talk, uh, qualified to talk about racial uh, <laughs> things going on in this country, it's a white guy from, uh, you know, coastal Connecticut to, to, to chime in. LeBron James, though, I know he didn't grow up. There was no father around, single mom. When has LeBron James had to face any criticism since he was the age of, like, 14? The guy's had the most charmed fucking life you could possibly imagine. Anytime he farts, people, there's an enormous standing ovation. The only criticism he ever got, and it was well justified, and that was for the decision. Everything else, everything else he does turns to gold. So this idea that, you know, these, these owners are being like, hey, cut it out. And that's a slave mentality? I mean... Again, I know it's not the same sort of nine to five job, but there is sort of a hierarchy in the sense that bosses are going to tell you what to do. And sometimes you might not like it. Now, the demographics are are what they are. It's mostly white owners. And guess what? It's mostly black players. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. I can't dispute that fact that he brings up. 
but not everything is about slavery, though. I This isn't 1955, where there are no unions and the players own your contracts and you can't go anywhere. Like, I can understand that to a certain extent. I get that, that. It's like, I control what you do with your life. Oh, your family, you were planning on moving to Milwaukee. Guess what? You're staying here in Chicago. Yeah. Well, well that's a terrible example. They're only like an hour away. Shit. Oh, well, you're staying here in Boston. It's just like, well, now you're holding me. I understand a little more, especially when you're not making this gobs of money where they control you. Now you have more freedom. You're making more money than you can ever possibly imagine. I understand racism can happen. If there was a billionaire's club, there could be racism involved. But jeez, I think you need to de differentiate when this actually happens. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just, just thought I'd uh, throw a little uh, bug spray into the campfire there, right? Huh? Yeah. What? I I just think, you know, it's it's one thing to to say that maybe you don't get a fair shot at what you do at any job regardless. Again, if there is a billionaire's club... And I said, you know, I don't think I'm getting a fair piece of the pie here. That I think that's justified. To go all the way, the 180, the overcorrection of saying to slavery merely because of demographics. I think that just, you, you don't alleviate, not alleviate's not the right word. You don't, um, you don't connect, I think, with the common man. And I don't even care what color, race, ethnicity you are. Slavery is a term that is universal and has nothing to do, I mean, not nothing to do, but it's not exclusively to, you know, white English settlers to African Americans in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s. But uh, 400 years, Bob Marley told us. But, you know, this is something that has happened throughout society, throughout the global society for years and it's a pretty ugly practice to use people for production with no pay and to just you know keep them as just just these these things these properties but when you're getting paid more you know i'd like lebron's salary for a year you know just i uh, i was <laughs> i just it's a bad comparison it's a very very bad comparison Anyways, we're at 33 minutes. I'm really uh, going on and on here, huh? Is there anything else I want to talk about? We did that. We did that. I saw the, another racial story. I saw new, the kid in New Jersey, the wrestler with his dreads. They made his chop off his dreads before uh, a match. Now, granted, I have not done my homework on this this case. This case. I'm a fucking detective. Uh, I have not seen this. They, uh, they made him cut his hair, but because it went past his ear... I can't imagine it's the first kid with dreadlocks who's ever wrestled. Is is that the issue? Like, is this something that is enforced all the time, but we're going to make it a big hubble of because they're dreadlocks? I don't know. Why Why? Why is everything else going to be so goddamn divisive? Why can't we have just stories that go, oh, why can't we're mutually angry or we're mutually happy? <laughs> I don't even. Then I'd be the first one to complain about that, too. Maybe Levity's right. Jesus Christ. Listen to the podcast, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. You know, I'll leave the song here. Uh, and probably so many people have heard it already. But uh, Adam Sandler talked uh, his song about Chris Farley, who died 21 years ago. Talk about feeling old. 21 years ago, Chris Farley died. And I was talking with the uh, great Simon Yonkers. You know, I was a fan of Chris Farley in, in Small Pockets. I couldn't do it all the time. And he even brought up the comment. He goes, I don't know how long this whole, like, 
routine he had, how long this would last, how long this would continue, you know, advancing his career. Cause I mean, I think when he died, I mean, we were talking about doing some sort of ninja movie with three kids. It was just like, all right, what's Chris Farley doing now? I think he would have to definitely evolve, evolve or die like the board. I've always said it, but he'd have to do something going forward to, because he would just be that crazy guy from Saturday night live. But anyway, you done shitting on the dead, Brian? Anyone else you want to bring up? Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. He actually slept with his friend in the same bed. Yeah, yeah, so. But I thought it was a really good song. Um, it was it was, it was tough to listen to, you know what I mean? You know, guys, we don't like to be sensitive, but hey. Someone growing up, and you see it, and then and if you've been listening to the podcast, I, uh, I said my friend that passed away years ago, it's going to be seven years now. And I think I've mentioned, people looked, or at least he did, people mentioned it too. He's Chris Farley, I'm David Spade. So it, it it did just see that, and then you know you'll you'll hear the part in the song that makes me think that I'm just like oh man. So Chris Farley, if you're feeling old, 21 years ago, that's 1997. Yeah, but 21 there I subtract. Yeah, got it. All right. So uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 at RedTicketBlues. I forget if I said that one or if I mentioned where to listen, but we'll do both again. So iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and, uh, you know, happy holidays, everyone. I want everyone to enjoy themselves. I'll be traveling. Um, Again, maybe get that shower in Washington. Uh, But I hope everyone enjoys themselves. Stay safe, everyone. Be good. Hug your family tight. Tell them about the Red Ticket Blues podcast. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play. Other than that, I thank all of you. I thank all of you for listening every year. I think uh, you know to every podcast, and uh, I still I, I've said it to people in person. And anytime anyone asks, "Oh, you have a podcast," and my wife brings it up in ultra awkward spots, and I have to explain exactly what it is while people pretend to care. I'm still amazed that people listen, and if I can provide anything for any of you throughout the year, then actually, you know, I'm doing this whole year thing. I'll probably do another one after this. Huh? Well, I guess you're all pretty good. I guess I'll kiss your ass there. All right. Well, all being said, I'm out here. First time I saw me was sweeter than shit. Plaid jacket and belt too tight. He wasn't even doing a bit. Then he carwheeled around the room and slow danced with a cleaning lady. It was a one-man party You know I'm talking about I'm talking about my friend Chris Farley On Saturday night my man would always deliver Whether he was the bumblebee girl or living In a van down by the river Chippendales with Swayze when they replaced his coffee with Folgers, he went fucking crazy. The sexiest gap growing me loaf in the bed. Without him, there'd be no lunch lady in lunch lady land. You know I'm thinking about, thinking about my boy Chris Farley.
After a show he drink a quart of Jack Daniels And stick a bottle right up his ass But hung over his hell That Catholic boy always showed up to morning man We tell him slow down You'll end up like Belushi and Candy He said those guys are my heroes That's all fine and dandy I ain't making that shit up That's the truth about my boy Chris Farley Saw him in the office crying with his headphones on Listening to a Casey and the Sunshine Band song I said, buddy, how the hell's that making you so sad? Then he laughed and said, just thinking about my dad The last big hang we had was at Timmy Meadows' wedding party We laughed our balls off all night long All because of farting But a few months later the party came to an end We flew out to Madison to bury our friend Nothing was harder than saying goodbye Since watching Chris's father have his turn to cry Hey, buddy, life's moved on, but you still bring us so much joy. Make my kids laugh with your YouTube clips, or Tommy Boy. And when they ask me who's the funniest guy I ever knew, I tell them hands down, without a doubt, it's you. Yeah, I miss hanging out, watching you try to get laid. But most of all, I miss watching you fuck with Spade. You're an acting like you wanted, but I still wish you were here with me. And we were getting on a plane to go shoot Grown Ups 3. Well, I ain't the same without you, boy. And that's why I'm singing about, I'm singing about my friend Chris Farley. And if we make enough noise, maybe he'll hear us. Give it up for the great.